0: this episode we'll talk more about how to support yourself as if you were actually a dear good friend of yours in hard times. I'll guide you through the steps to an exercise I tend to do with high-striving people who are often kind to others but really hard on themselves maybe beating themselves up with self-criticism and see how that resonates with you and understanding when we might need the sense of talking to ourselves, as we would to a dear friend. Let's dive in. If this is the first time you've joined the Pause Purpose Play podcast, you might not know anything about what it's about. So this might seem like a bit of a surprise. Why would I talk to myself like I would talk to a friend? Why would I need that? You may not have any problems with being unkind to yourself. Maybe this is not the podcast for you then. Because in my work as a psychologist and couples therapist, specialising in perfectionism and people who are actually quite hard on themselves, I see this so often that I decided to do an episode specifically about this. About that tendency to put yourself down for the hard things you go through invalidating the feelings you have that are very natural and understandable, given the context you might be in. And as I'm recording this, the UK is just about to enter lockdown 2.0, the round two of lockdown. And it's really inspired me to think about how do we support ourselves through hard times Having had so many conversations with my one-to-one clients and in my Facebook group with the same name as this podcast, Pause Purpose Play, I've been talking to so many people who've been blaming themselves for how they're feeling, who've been aiming for some lofty aspirations of what they think they should get out of the next lockdown or the things they didn't manage to do from the first lockdown. As if there's some sort of like summer camp we're going to, where we hope at the end of those weeks where we go to camp, we're going to come home with a tan and having learned a few new hobbies and crafts. That is not what we're dealing with here. This is about surviving. And I wish I remember where I actually heard this metaphor, because I think it's the one that captures lockdown and the pandemic the most for me. So I am sorry that I can't give credit to it. It's not fully my idea, but I've built on it. Okay, so go with me here. I think of the pandemic and our experiences to this as obviously very universally shared. So the metaphor I read was that we all are on the same ocean, but in sitting in different boats. So that means that we are all experiencing the same context, of uncertainty around when this is gonna end, not knowing if you're gonna be ill, if people around you are gonna be ill, all of that is universally shared in a way that's actually one of the first few things we've experienced on the planet at the same time. Even when there's been wars, not every single country on the planet has been involved in it. So this is universally shared, so we are all on the same stormy seas but we respond to it differently because we're all equipped differently. We all are sitting in different boats on this ocean, on the stormy seas. Through no fault of your own, based on your life experiences, based on your genetic makeup, based on your current circumstances of what you're going through in your life, you will respond differently to your neighbor, to your friend, to your co-worker, to your family member. That is not your fault. And I really want to start with that reality check, because we all sit in different boats on the same stormy seas. And I think of that because we know that those who have less privilege, who come from more unfortunate backgrounds, actually find it a lot harder to cope in the current circumstances, simply because resources are not evenly and fairly divided. And without making this a political discussion about privilege, You know, when I could, I think we have to be careful to not make that comparative suffering, as Brene Brown calls it, where we think, well, actually, I have so much and I know those who have so little, so I shouldn't be feeling bad. Or what is wrong with me? Why can't I cope? I still have my job. My neighbor has now been made redundant. Or what's wrong with me? I still have food on the table, but I know people who go to the food bank. What's wrong with me? I shouldn't be feeling bad. And this is what I mean about shaming yourself for the experiences you have through this global pandemic. We are all on stormy seas right now. Some of us have boats that take in water. and Some of us have sturdier, bigger boats that are unlikely to sink. Now, what I want you to really reflect on here is if you are doing anything to your own boat, that makes it more likely to sink or to take in water. And the things I see in my work is that people almost like drill holes in their own boat with this really corrosive sense of self-criticism, beating themselves up, blaming themselves for their normal reactions to a very abnormal situation. We have not been through this before. There is no, I should be coping like this. Because there is no rule book on how one copes with a global pandemic. So that's where I want to start, with that reality check of it is just hard for all of us. And are you doing anything to add hardship to an already challenging situation? By beating yourself up, by blaming yourself for your emotional reactions, by giving yourself a hard time. So I want to think about that in this episode of asking yourself as if you sat with your best friend in mind at the moment. Imagine that they're right next to you on your sofa and there weren't any restrictions in place of how close you could sit to them and those kind of things. This is just in your mind's eye, right? Imagine that you're sitting next to them and they're telling you about how hard they are finding it with the pandemic, how scared they are that they're going to go into round two Maybe they're worried about their job, or maybe they're worried about how to support their kids' emotional well-being in these difficult, challenging times. Maybe they're worried about their elderly relatives. There might be lots of things on their mind. Now think about yourself. How would you sit next to them? How would you act? How would you speak to them? What would be your tone of voice as you're saying, perhaps kind, reassuring things to them. Would it be likely that what comes out of your mouth is, well, you shouldn't be feeling bad about that. You still have your grandparents. At least you have a job. At least you have food on the table. There's lots of people going to the food bank. Unlikely, right? If this is a friend that you really care deeply about, that you in fact even love, why would you be laying into them for the fact that they're anxious or worried? At times we might jump too quickly into solutions and giving suggestions. We're all, we're all guilty of that one. Wanting to fix, wanting their pain to go away. But we're unlikely to do so in a harsh, critical way. The way we would do with ourselves. So I want you to consider that for a moment as you're sitting there with your friend. Maybe putting your hand on their shoulder and being there with them. Given everything you know about your friend, given everything you know that they've been through, you might know a thing or two about their background, their upbringing, what their parents are like perhaps, you might know a bit about how they're likely to react the way they're reacting. Perhaps you know if they're slightly anxious by nature or if they're likely to be a bit worried and panicky, you might know a lot about your friend. So given everything you do know about your friend, about their personality, their temperament, their experiences, doesn't it make sense that they would find this hard right now? That they would struggle in the current circumstances? If the answer is yes, that is you making sense of their pain in a compassionate way. Yes, of course it makes sense. I can be sensitive to their pain and their suffering. I have empathy for them, I care for them, I can try to take their perspective and put myself in their shoes. Yes, given everything I know about my friend, it makes sense that they feel this way. So that's the first part of compassion, my friend. Making sense of their suffering. Being sensitive to it. And then the second part is that, as a friend, you're quite likely to maybe try to lean in and think of something helpful to suggest. But what you wouldn't do would be to blame and shame your friend. To tell them, why don't I just get off your ass and just go for a walk? Or how hard could it be to get your work done? Just do something. You wouldn't give these quote unquote helpful suggestions to someone you cared for in the way that you do to yourself. The way that you tell yourself to get going with things I'm willing to bet it can often be quite harsh, maybe even punitive. And it doesn't tend to be very supportive and caring and kind of almost like a coaching yourself forward. It tends to be done more with a critical, impatient, berating kind of tone of voice. So I want you to think about this as we're coming to the end of this podcast episode. Why is it that you can sit with someone you hold dearly, someone you love, like a friend or family member, and make sense of their pain, validate their feelings, come up with some helpful suggestions. They're quite gentle and kind, allowing your friend to do what they can in this moment, given everything going on. But maybe the tone of voice you use for yourself is very different. Maybe you skip that step of validating how you feel, skipping that step of making sense of what's going on for you right now. And skipping that step of giving yourself a helpful suggestion. So I want you to think about that and see if you can go forward into the next few months of potentially challenging times ahead, coming into stormy seas. And think of how you can support yourself rather than drilling holes in your own boat. How you can support yourself like you would with your best friend. So the two steps to think about is to ask yourself, well, given everything I know about myself, doesn't it make sense that I would struggle with this, that I would find this hard right now? And the second step, well, given everything I know about myself and how it makes sense that this is hard, what's gonna be helpful rather than harmful for me to do right now? And when you've thought about those two things, Remember that this is not the time to have a revolutionizing overhaul of your entire life. This is the time to just get through, to keep staying afloat on the stormy seas. If you found this podcast episode helpful... Try to share it to someone you think is really gonna need it in the coming times. This is not just for when we're in global crises like a pandemic, but it's for every day. We do know that you actually catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar, or that you make more progress with a carrot rather than a stick. So if you know someone who you think is hard on themselves, or this is actually quite suitable for yourself, try to share it with people you think is going to resonate with and as always I would really appreciate if you would rate and review this podcast wherever you listen to it so that more people who are hard on themselves but actually quite kind to others can find this podcast around psychology of being compassionate and dropping that pressure This episode of the Pause Purpose Play podcast was presented by me, Michaela Thomas. You can find me on thethomasconnection.co.uk. And because great work rests on having a great team, this episode was kindly edited by Emily Crosby Media.